0: fans and welcome to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number forty-one, our season five premiere. It is Monday, July twenty-fourth, two thousand seventeen, and as always, I am Joe Morata alongside Michael Quinn. How you doing, Quinn? Howdy doody. Welcome to season five, my friend. Wow, we made it. We did make it. We made it off that cliff, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're close to the amount of seasons with Game of Thrones now. <laughs> what are they at six and just yeah. as high quality by the way oh yeah one of these of one of these days HBO is going to pick us up <laughs> yeah, with us on HBO <laughs> that sounds that? interesting hey I mean at the very least we fit their demo people that like quality serial entertainment yeah and cursing and, and cursing nudity, and nudity. Yeah, yeah remember all that nudity yeah. we have on this, this show nudity on an audio <laughs> podcast yeah <laughs> well folks thank you as always for joining us uh, welcome to our season five premiere we've got a little tweak to the format which we'll get to in a second yes before we do do just want to remind you of a couple of things. As always, feel free to reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can let us know your thoughts. Let us know what's on your mind. Maybe give us some suggestions. Tweet weird pictures to us or something like that. The gifs, the yeah. giffies, yeah, the giffies, the gifs. We love the gifs.
1: I don't know what they're called anymore because people seem to debate that. The gifs. How about that? Gifs, notorious gifs, notorious. G-I-Fs.
0: Yeah. And of course, you can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovpodcast at gmail.com. Michael Quinn, we've got a Facebook group. Yeah, there is a Facebook group where you can chat
1: it up yep. with the fans, with us. We're on there. And, mm-hmm. you know, Marty and all them, they're all having fun on there. Yeah. It's um, a good time. You can get there by going to facebook.feet. <laughs> And if you type in the search bar, Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast, it's
0: there. Hit join and we'll let you in. We will let you in. And Quinn, besides our normal SoundCloud feed, of course, there's some other places to find us. You want to run those down real quick? Well, as usual,
1: there is Apple Podcast or iTunes Podcast, whatever it's called nowadays. And you can hit the subscribe button over Mm -hmm. there and then the podcast just magically zaps into your phone and you don't have to look for it anymore. It zaps. And then you can just hit play. Yep. Right. So you can do that and also there you can leave a review. Oh yeah, we'd like that actually. Yeah, we love reviews. We do. So please feel free to leave a review. Let the other fans know what you think of this great podcast.
0: Sean Mooney actually left us a review a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. Nice of him. Uh, Yeah.
1: The at Sean Mooney Who. Yeah,
0: that's actually it's the the most recent review. It's actually from him.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of awesome. Very nice of him. And who there's else? also Google Play Music, mm-hmm. Stitcher, yeah. and, of course, Otto. Who cares? Uh, yeah, and various <laughs> other places that we aren't going to list anymore. Yes. But who cares? We're
0: keeping that. Don't worry, folks. It's not going away. Don't worry. Yeah. Who cares? will be here to stay. Uh, speaking of the places, though, Quinn, of course, you can also reach us on the theplacetobenation.com. It is a great place. It's the only place, actually, to be in your pop culture world. There's some awesome wrestling podcasts on there. We happen to be on there, so you can listen to us twice. Yeah, we love when you listen to us twice, because then you know more about what we're talking about. Exactly. Gotta absorb it all. Yeah. There's the Place to Be podcast, the flagship, the mother thip, as they say. The gold standard. The gold standard. And there's a few other ones. We are very big, both of us, Quinn and I, uh, (laughs) on GF Allentown, on the Pro Wrestling Only feed. Oh yeah, we're big on that, and in Sheboygan. (laughs) And that's a great
1: little podcast.
0: Yeah, we sold about 623 copies of that. In Chicago? No, Sheboygan very big in Sheboygan
1: not about Sheboygan, it's about <laughs> wrestling shows, random yes. wrestling shows. Petey Winson. Petey's the host, and he peets it up, and it's awesome.
0: <laughs> it's actually a really good show. Really We're laughing, is. but it is an awesome show. comes out on Thursday mornings, and I actually look forward to it. I'm not, to be honest, I don't know about you, Quinn, I'm not a big podcast listener, especially in the wrestling world. I go on and off, but I listen to like video game podcasts yeah. and other things as well. But I look forward to this one. Yes. Not just saying that we don't get any money for this. No. We just happen to like Petey. He's a friend of the show, a fan of ours as well. He does a great one-man show there, yeah. reviewing old stuff. We like to support things that we like. Exactly. <laughs> like Coca-Cola. Yes, exactly, Coca-Cola. Speaking of supporting us, if you want to, no pressure, we promise, we will never beg for your money. We do have the merch, Quinn. There is merch. There you is actually merch. get something for your money. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a great little white t-shirt that yes. has our, kind of our alternative logo on yeah. it. Our alternate logo. Our alternate logo. Our alternate logo. And um, you know, you can wear it in the summer because mm-hmm. it's the summer, it's the hot yep. summer right now, and you can go to the beach and wear it and it's great. Eventually we'll
0: get the OVP knit cap for the yes, winter. <laughs>
1: or the OVP coffee mug. <laughs> I've been looking forward to that one. The OVP bumper sticker. I mean, I you never put know. my rum and coke in it.
0: <laughs> and if you want that shirt and whatever other merch we decide to make in the future, you can go to tspring.com. That is T-E-E Spring. Dot com slash OVP podcast. And one last thing to mention, we're going to try our very best, as we've mentioned the last several weeks, to keep up with all of your requests. And to do so, Quinn, we've made a spreadsheet. There's a spreadsheet. I'm thinking about putting it on the
1: website, actually. It might be up there by the time of this airing. Yes. But there is a spreadsheet, and you can find it on our Facebook group. Uh And if you just click on it, it's like a Google Docs thing. And you can just add it in, and it's got the category, like, the type of thing you want what it is and your name yep. so we can call you out yep if you don't want to leave a name you can just
0: say anonymous or something say but anon. yeah but do it <laughs> we want to hear from you yeah because we're going to definitely have suggestions today absolutely but quinn we are now in season five and keeping in theme with tweaking things every season you know we have decided to change up the format just a tiny tiny bit nothing oh, major boy. don't freak out everybody freak out freak out Our opening segment now is a brand new one. Yes, it is. And it is called, Why Did They Even Bother? (laughs) And so each week for this season, Quinn and I are going to volley, you know, back and forth Mm -hmm. each week. Why a particular promotion or whomever it might be bothered with something? Now, that could be an angle. Mm -hmm. It could be a wrestler, a concept, a gimmick, maybe a show, a pay-per-view, anything, right? And I have the privilege of kicking it off. Oh, boy. Here we go. So Quinn, I'm going to set the stage for you. Okay. I'm sitting in the seat in the theater. (laughs) <laughs> You're gonna set the stage. That's right. Okay. I am. I'm set. I'm decorating the stage. Okay, decorate it. It's early '97 in WWF. Okay. Okay. They are losing to WCW and the ratings war, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting period of time that you and I are very fond of because Vince Russo has now started to have some influence. He wasn't the head writer yet until a little bit later. Yes. In '97, this is true. Mid '97, and it's a time where it really did feel like anything could happen. Anything can always happen in the World Wrestling Federation, (laughs) according to Vince. Exactly. You've got Sid, you've got Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Steve Austin, Undertaker. All this stuff going on. A lot of shades of gray, right? Heels fighting heels. In the midst of all this emerges a tag team Oh boy! comprised of an aging kind of washed up past his prime wrestler and an up and comer that no one cared about. And Quinn, my question to you and the fans at home. Is why do they even bother with the new Blackjacks? Oh my god, that? <laughs> yes. That's what you kick off with this? Yes.
1: They are junk, man. <laughs> okay. So the Blackjacks, right? They were like a tag team in like. The, the early eighties and seventies, 70s. 70s, something like that. Blackjack Lanza and Blackjack Mulligan. I mean, if you if you ask me why they even bothered, I honestly always thought that Vince was just a mark for the Blackjacks, just like he loves Buddy Rogers and <laughs>
0: all sorts of crap, like in Samoans and things like that. He does and midgets. But this new Blackjacks Quinn was. Barry Windham, the son of Blackjack Mulligan. Right, but he doesn't look like Barry Windham at all. Right. Because yeah. he's got the hair dyed black. It's short. And it's short with the moustache, yeah. right? The big the handlebar moustache. They had to mustache.
1: have moustaches. <laughs> they had to have them. Because they had to be exactly like the original Blackjacks. And Quinn, who's his partner?
0: Oh, wait! Bagel, 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 uh, JBL himself
1: Bradshaw Yeah,
0: Bradshaw Coming off of your favorite Chemic, Justin the Hawk Bradshaw Well,
1: okay, so this is this is an argument actually. What was worse was <laughs> Justin the Hawk Bradshaw with Uncle Zeb right or blackjack bradshaw i would put my money <laughs> on blackjack bradshaw i don't know worse. about that i mean i think so the hawk was you know how i feel about And he's not even the hawk he's justin
0: hawk <laughs> bradshaw he went from being imitation stan hansen to being imitation blackjack lanza i'm a 44 year old man who buys his underwear at walmart not- he's imitation everything he's imitation million dollar man <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: imitation
0: um being an undertaker person <laughs> Yeah, the Acolyte. Uh, Yeah. This is why I question why they bothered with it, Quinn. Okay. Everything I just mentioned, right? Yeah. Bulldog, Owen, Brett, Sean, Sid, (laughs) Undertaker, Mankind, Vader, even throw in Triple H and Goldust. Right. Right. But like the gritty storylines, right? In come these fucking cartoon characters. (laughs) It's two Yosemite Sams coming in. (laughs) What were they thinking?
1: i don't know because this is a, a lot of this stuff would like get spread out amongst this era too <laughs> right there's a lot of this like revival crap <laughs> like i know the nwa eventually yeah. <laughs> and like all this bullshit which like, windham was in right No, they didn't have a manager did they i did they have uncle zeb with them no uh, what was the point of this? Like, I don't know. That's the whole thing. Okay, were they? Did
0: they ever challenge for the tag tiles? I can't even recall. I'm sure they did, but in a tag division that had Bulldog and Owen as like the best well, guys, they weren't touching them, right? And even Furnace and Lefou or whatever, yeah. <laughs> Peppy Lefou and <laughs> and Defernai. yeah. And then <laughs> New Diesel and New Razor Emo. <laughs> well, or whatever that team I will say is inferior to New Blackjacks. <laughs> you didn't get enough of Big Daddy Cool. And razor But it was just like such a misguided decision to me, because first of all, great, I get it. Like the Blackjacks were, I guess, a good team yeah. in the 70s. Who the fuck cared? <laughs> Nobody 97? even remembered them. And you know what? I will say this.
1: I feel like the seeds were kind of planted for it because I've. Remember Vince like always mentioning them slightly. He loved the Black Jacks. Yeah, he'd bring You're them right. up. He'd be like, he if a team was like sort of like that, he'd be like, oh, they're they're you know like the Blackjacks, you
0: know, folks. If you haven't seen the new Blackjacks, <laughs> you you didn't miss anything good. They teamed for about a year that it was long too it was so long i remember
1: them being involved a lot in the tag division they and, were
0: always lingering around
1: <laughs> you know what they also were they were always the guys that would come out like if they had to separate people <laughs> and, yeah like you ever know like that's yeah, how you know your shit <laughs> it's like you're the guys that like separate the people yeah you're tony Gorilla basically yeah, or like tito
0: and <laughs> like a jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> the purple t-shirt now Let's see, Quinn. Let's get our actual at-the-time reactions. I want to start with you. You were a fan by then, and this, like we mentioned, was an interesting time where things were really okay. starting to yeah. become interesting. What went through your mind? Do you remember what went through your mind <laughs> when these guys debuted? Well, I'll say this. I Because I was new,
1: mm-hmm. I thought... Oh, cool, another tag team. They're in black. That's kind of neat. I didn't know right. the original. I, I heard of them. I just... And in fact, they actually sort of thought they were the original guys. Did that, you like, really? Like, no, but like one of them was. Like, I thought Barry Windham was. Because he looked old. Yeah, exactly. He looked... So I thought like, oh, it's like he was in the original one and like he <laughs> got like a new one. Like, because I was new and I didn't know, right? And I, sure. it was only like my first year or so in wrestling. <laughs> and so they come along And I don't remember, personally, I don't remember them doing anything of importance. They really didn't. So, immediately, I just associated them with, like, not, like, a jobber tag team, but just a guy that would only beat jobbers. Like, they would never beat anybody, like, of of use. And they
0: really didn't. Yeah. In fact, they were so uninspired and unimportant that, did, did, did you know, Quinn? They actually turned face at some point and no one knew. (laughs) <laughs> when did that happen? i don't know i don't remember i don't even they rem- were though a face run really <laughs> they, were, they were face for a part of 97 <laughs> that's weird no one care
1: <laughs> this is the whole thing like i just thought they were there i didn't really think of them as heels or faces though i just thought <laughs> that's they not existed good. That's like worse they were just part because i you know honestly in the end all that came off to me is just people that populated the tag division so that bulldog
0: and owen could be champions of something and that's my whole point is why did they bother? Like, I get that Justin Hawk Bradshaw was nothing more than like a Stan Lane clone. And that wasn't going to go far. And Barry Windham had just come off the stalker. You mean Stan Hansen, Stan Lane? Did you say Stan Lane? I thought I said Stan Hansen.
1: No, you said Stan. Le- I was thinking about it for a minute.
0: Like a Stan Lane clone. Stan That's Hansen <laughs> <laughs> imitation Stan Hansen and Barry Wyndham, just coming off the stalker right yeah. if they wanted to team them up mm-hmm. fine like do it yeah but why are they couldn't they have updated the gimmick like they literally looked like they strolled out of a saloon in the <laughs> 1870s
1: what I think the biggest missed opportunity with it no no pun yeah. intended yeah, I know sure. that was a thing on us yeah why was Blackjack Lanza not their manager or Morgan, what right? what the hell was th- what were they doing like, yeah, why
0: wasn't one of the Blackjacks their manager? That's
1: what I thought. Or they could have even just dressed up Uncle Zeb in like a blackjack outfit and just said he was one of I mean, He Kind of looked like a it would fat have been fine. Anyway. Yeah, No
0: one would have cared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend that he was Lanzar. Yeah. yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just it would have worked. Or he I don't was... know. They were they were just nothing. Like even the Godwins were like better right? than them. Like... They were worse than the Godwins. <laughs> and I trust me, I like Southern Justice. However. You know, they weren't that yet. No, they were. They were still like dancing around with Hillbilly Jim like assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: they, but, but they still were better. They were. That's the whole thing. It just, it's, they stick out like a sore thumb, <laughs> a sore black hat. <laughs> yeah. Because the WWF was so rapidly and interestingly changing. Yeah. During that period of time where you had like I said earlier these real kind of true to life things going on just shades of gray and people being pissed off at each other and you just have a couple of freaking like (laughs) 70s relics running in. it just made no sense to me did you say at the beginning of this that they came in 97 because yeah
1: okay that's funny because you're talking about the relics and stuff right because in my brain I envision them being there as like early as late 95 because they're so
0: like nothing (laughs) right they're they're so like what would be then right now i don't know whose idea that was but i can guarantee you it was not <laughs> vince russo's oh no this was vince all the way it was vince mcmahon's all the way it must have it been, had right? to be Or right? jim Cornette,
1: maybe Ugh. yeah, yeah motherfucker been. put them together motherfucker <laughs> it did nah, not he had no associate they were old school wwf guys like that True. was definitely a vince mcmahon thing
0: you think vince vince jr really liked them yeah, right? it's like i like them so yeah. everyone else does you know what though Here's a good question for you to close out the segment. Should they have bothered? Is it better uh, than okay. the stalker and Justin Hawk Bradshaw? That it is better than that. Okay. I will say this. At
1: least it gave Bradshaw something to do because they weren't getting rid of him anytime soon. True. Vince loved him from day one. Yeah, they, He could have done a lot more putrid nonsense <laughs> than just be like an indescript cowboy. You okay. Know, true. Like, true. So it got him out of our hair and they weren't really bothering anyone. You know, that's a good point. I seem to recall them being like friends with Flash Funk or something like that doesn't make it good. Yeah, I know. I just mean that like they were
0: associated with that kind of crowd. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like so. So and what do you as far as Barry Windham is concerned? Was it better than The Stalker? It was Employment. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he didn't He was, his prospects weren't looking good I always say this about Barry Windham what the what? F happened to yeah, him what happened to him he was like the world champion in like what
0: 93 or something yeah 93 he was and he was literally in the 80s late 80s you know into yeah. the early 90s one of the best wrestlers in North America and he was hyped as like kind of like an up-and-comer, like even in the late 80s. He wasn't even old. I'll, I'll tell you what, he was probably only about 36, 37 when he was in the Blackjacks.
1: That's not even that bad. He wasn't even that old. but Brian Hart was
0: older. It's like he fell off a horse cart. He
1: wanted to play 21. Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't know. Was he was he a drunk? Like, I don't know what was wrong I, with
0: him. I know that he had injured his back at some point in the 90s, maybe uh, the mid-90s or okay. like 94, but... Yeah, because all of a sudden, they bring him in as the stalker and other just crap. I no, he I know did. wasn't he just Barry Windham at one point well, for a, yeah in the NWA revival yeah, that you hate. He, yeah he just that's a good one to bring up actually yeah, he's
1: another he's just a guy that I don't know what the F happened to him like I, I really I don't, don't get it
0: and I don't know if it was maybe a situation where Vince wanted Barry Windham to kind of mentor Bradshaw which I don't know if they did in real life I can't remember like it might have been a situation where maybe Vince really liked Bradshaw and he thought Barry Windham could teach him so to he could teach just, him yeah how to suck yeah
1: <laughs> I mean, who knows? Again, like you said, why even
0: bother? So they shouldn't. Why bother, right?
1: I I don't know. F that.
0: Like, well, I agree with you. But folks, we hope you continue to bother listening to us because we will be back with season five's first Mount Rushmore and Death Valley right after this. And here comes the blackjack. The occasion to speak to the Blackjacks a little earlier on about their matchup here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're kicking off this tag team tournament here. The Blackjacks the face Owen Hart and the bulldog Baby Boy Smith and Owen Hart. Let me tell you two something. You might have been the tag team champions before, but the Black Jacks have yet to taste the championship victory in the World Wrestling Federation. This is our chance at glory. The fact is, boys, we're walking out of this match the winners. But what you Canadian idiots get hit with a lariat. You ain't walking out at all.
1: <laughs> what a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoranimous. <laughs>
0: From Harley Race to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair to The Rock, Sting to Steve Austin, you're listening to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Glad to be with you for episode number 41 on Monday, July 24th. 2017. Quinn, Mount Rushmore and Death Valley is not gone anywhere. Oh, I don't think it's going to be gone for a while. It won't be gone for a while because we've got a plethora of fan requests. And, Quinn, you have the privilege, the honor, if you will, of selecting this week's lucky winner of the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley sweepstakes. (laughs) Well, this
1: week's winner is uh, Brian J. Rochester. Okay. He requested this for Rushmore. And it is... Brawlers, brawlers, yes, brawlers. Oh, right, okay. This will be an interesting so, one. I got the pick. You got the stick. Look at you. I did it. <laughs> you did it, Quinn. I, I, I didn't mess it up. I didn't say <laughs> I. I have the pick. Stick, stick this stick somewhere. This. I didn't mess it up.
0: <laughs> Isn't that pretty good? You're moving on up yeah. for season five, Quinn. I like that. To the east side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're up. All right, so a brawler to me is someone that doesn't do the technical wrestling holds. Is that, I assume, what we're going for here? Yes, may, you could even be some guy that's more hardcore, Okay, that kind of thing. A brawler is interesting because for much of professional wrestling's lifespan in the early days, I'm talking, it was much more serious right the wrestling holds right you know like let's put Mm -hmm. this hold on the guy you know and and the the reasons you know physiologically and anatomically why this hold right hurts but then you had brawlers start to creep in what maybe the 60s 70s into the 80s and they Mm -hmm. didn't care about that
1: yeah and then the 90s creep up and then ecws basically i know it calls itself
0: hardcore wrestling, but essentially it's brawling. It is brawling. It's just a brawling promotion. You're absolutely right. It's brawling with a lot more blood and weaponry. Yeah, but, but it's I,
1: brawling. Yes, I consider that it it's core brawling. So I, I would, I would figure ECW guys would probably
0: be, might prompt be prominent on the list. I would think so. Yeah. I would have to say though, if we're going to talk about brawlers, it wouldn't be right if I didn't at least mention one of the preeminent, one of the early ones that was a great brawler, that would be The Bruiser.
1: I've had enough of you. You woke me up a half hour ago. You climbed over my fence.
0: From oh, AWA. Wow, you're going that I'm going so far that far back. back because he might have been the reason that brawling was able to become a sustainable thing in wrestling.
1: Yeah, Um. when I think early ones, and I don't think we're even in the nomination phase here. No, we're just but, volleying. Um, you know who I think is prominent in the brawling scene early on too? Mm. Harley Race.
0: In order to prove me wrong, get off your backside and hop in a ring with me anywhere around the world.
1: Yeah, Harley he races can, he is a good brawl. I and mean, I know he did his holds and sure. all that, but I I always remember like famously
0: taking that table bump. Oh, against Hogan, yeah, in '88, yeah, yeah. A and great like table, yeah, bump. a but, table bump in '88 yeah. for crying out loud. But but I think
1: one guy goes above the rest in the early brawlers, and he might even be a Rushmore candidate. Who's that? Terry Funk.
0: I am going to beat on that man, beat on him, and kick him, and kick him, until I can kick some sense into him. Yeah, Terry Funk, who I know we discussed a couple of episodes back, because he had those two distinct phases of of his career. Right, but even that,
1: that stuff started, his brawling started in the 80s, in the really, 80s. so that's early for
0: that kind of style. That became the last half of his career, and he was one of the if not the most notable wrestlers, brawlers, whatever you want to call right. them, in that scene. But I would like to volley another one to you. Okay. When you talk about a brawler, yeah, someone that did not build their name on technical wrestling whatsoever, yeah. Mick Foley.
1: You sick sons of bitches! You ripped out my heart!
0: You took everything I believed in and you flushed it down the damn toilet!
1: McFoley, right? So got some names. Okay, here. We got some names, and I think Funk and Foley would definitely, yeah, be up there. They are up um, there, but there's a
0: couple others. Okay, Vader. Yeah, Vader really didn't wrestle. Wrestle. He did power moves. He ball. He punched you in the face. No, he was known for that. Like those. Those. Like I call them like the bear chops or yeah. whatever they are. Like he clubbed you basically. Yeah, the clubbing. Yeah, he just clubbed the shit out of you. Did big power moves. Nothing technical about his style yeah
1: i really actually like vader i think vader Mm. is the most entertaining brawler i've
0: ever seen he's a spectacle he is fun to watch i'll say that he really is you know you and i love that series he had Bit of an underrated series with uh, The Boss, Big Boss Man right, and in I, WCW. Yeah, and, and I think that alone also showed me The Boss Man's
1: brawling appeal as well. Yeah, he I could was, brawl too. And I mean, he never really ever wrestled wrestle. He was just basically a brawler. He'd just, you know, throw his body at you and yep. do... You know, you know what I mean? Like, even The Boss Man in WWF, like, with the police... <laughs> they call it police. He's a yeah. corrections officer, but... <laughs> You know that whole thing. I don't ever remember the boss man putting like
0: technical holds on people ever. Not really. I got another one for you, Quinn. So we can start getting some nominations going here. This guy also built a career on brawling, right? Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh yeah, he didn't wrestle.
1: No, he didn't. And I always think back to that Rick McGraw thing right before <laughs> he really beats the shit out of him. Yeah. And that's some he was the best brawler of his time and at least like in, in the, the WWF. WWF
0: like by like he was really the prominent brawler. That's what he was known for. I mean, he himself admitted out of kayfabe, uh, that the only match where he really attempted to really, really wrestle was that Bret Hart match. Right. At WrestleMania And he was good at that, too. And he was good at that. Yeah, he was good at that, but it was... But his whole MO was brawling.
1: Yeah, and I always think... I know nobody really looks at it, but the Bad News Brown match at WrestleMania 6 is a bit ahead of its time because... You think so, huh? Yeah, because I don't... Like, back then, like brawling into the crowd or whatever like down the entrance down the entrance way yeah they didn't necessarily go in the crowd they got close but yeah yeah, that wasn't really like focused on and it's happening at wrestlemania in like a huge
0: arena like it's kind of awesome it's a good point uh what about the legion of doom road warriors they were Mm, brawlers i guess they were i think of the morse power guys okay
1: demolition they were brawlers quinn yeah again in the same vein but yeah I just, you know, with with the brawlers, I I, a lot of times think of them fighting on the outside. Okay. And those teams kind of kept it on the inside. Sure. And I know Vader kind of kept it on the inside, too, but
0: Vader would go out there a little bit. He would. You know a guy that really kind of (laughs) spearheaded or popularized the late 90s, early 2000s WWF main event style for the time, and it was due to injury, was Steve Austin.
1: Yes. Steve Austin, very prominent brawler. um. Even no though, dead, though he no wasn't about great, it,
0: great wrestler.
1: He's a great wrestler, but he couldn't wrestle anymore because he was hurt. So correct. Yep. He switched it to brawling, and I think he became one of the better brawlers of all time. I think so too, and I think that qualifies him for you know consideration. So we got a couple names here. We do. I know we breezed over this one, but I think I really think like the guy that would probably be number one in most people's eyes is Mick
0: Foley. I think Mick Foley has to be, and it's not just because of the bump he took, but it's because. When you think about Mick Foley, yeah. he never really, unless it was supposed to be ironic, yeah. he never wrestled. He, in that ECW thing, that's the only thing. That's I, the only time. that was a
1: joke. The like, anti-hardcore gimmick that Yeah, the that he anti-hardcore gimmick.
0: Other than that, he built a career on being a damn good, entertaining, interesting, must-watch brawler. He was innovative in what he did in his brawling, in my opinion. I
1: mean, I had never seen stuff like that. Like, Absolutely. And the interesting situations. It never felt acted. It never felt like nowadays where you watch and it's like, okay, it's time for this spot with right. this thing. It's like, no, with Foley, it just felt like it was just organic. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this thing here. Let me hit you with it. Um, yep. You know, like, oh, I'm in a punching. Like, okay,
0: let's keep let's punch it out on the outside. Like, right. it's just it's natural. Absolutely. And a lot of people like to remember his Undertaker Hell in a Cell match, but let's not forget. This dude had a fantastic match with Shawn Michaels in 96. Yeah. He had an amazing match with Steve Austin in 98. I think it was at the one right after WrestleMania or the the one two after, I can't remember, they had two they were both really good, and of course the Triple H, Uh, those two matches. The Royal Rumble
1: 2001 is one of his best performances ever, and you know one performance by Foley that's often looked over, but I feel like it's his last good one, that one with
0: Edge Edge. at one one of the WrestleManias. Yeah, in 2006 I think it was, right? It was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah you know what, Quinn, I think we can put Foley on as number one, I think that's fair right? Yeah, that's good. right, so Mick Foley, welcome to Mount Rushmore. All right, so Foley, number one, no question there, no controversy no from doubt my point about of view. It, yeah. Yeah. So, where are we going next? I think in, in
1: the field we had talked about of people, mm-hmm. I think Terry Funk. Yeah. That's who
0: I think of. Those That's, are, that's like the two yeah. I think of with that is Foley and Funk. I think you're right. Funk was fearless yeah funk was willing to put his body on the line to entertain people and he was another guy that built his the ladder most people unless they watched really early on they know terry funk as the bloody guy yeah in ecw he even had the look of a brawler the the difference between a brawler and just like a
1: spots hardcore kind of guy mm-hmm. thing or whatever is i feel like terry funk would use his fists
0: yeah and that's great what punches.
1: i that's what i i remember about him and i remember the taped fists and he yep. kind of had gear that looked like he was he was in there to punch
0: the crap out of you <laughs> right like yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> he wasn't screwing around basically right, exactly he, he was there to punch the crap out of you that's a good way to put it i'll put him on quinn if you're cool with yeah it. put him in he can be number two let's put terry funk on as number two All right, we well, got two more, Michael.
1: I got a weird one for you. Go ahead. And I'll make my case. You know who was a decent brawler? Who? The Rock. Yeah. The Rock, maybe not Rushmore, but maybe under consideration, because The Rock could do the brawling thing, and he was cool about it, too. I always loved that he would get on the mic a lot during mm-hmm. d- while he was brawling. Right. Like, he did things with brawling that it hadn't been taken there before. It gave the the cocky character as a brawler is mm-hmm. kind of interesting right like that, yes. that the cool cocky not like piper
0: but yeah know, yeah one of my favorite spots with him in a brawling context was that match against Steve Austin at Backlash ninety nine, where The Rock grabs a cameraman's camera, yeah. <laughs> and he's just shooting Austin, you know, with right. the camera, and then Austin spins him around, and you see Austin give him the double right. bird and stun him, and that fucking fe- awesome, yeah, and if that felt like it was all The Rock's
1: idea because those those kind of things The Rock was good at, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like he did bring an element of like new things to brawling. He made it fun,
0: yeah, he did. I mean, love it or hate it, his halftime heat match against mankind. <laughs> That's a great match. Ninety nine, yeah, it is. It's fun. It's stupid, but it's, it's so great. stupid, but it's fun, right? Yeah,
1: and it feels like both competitors contributed idea
0: wise yeah. into the into it. It's all. It's like a mixture of it, right? Oh yeah, because there's definitely the rock all over that. Where like he throws salsa at mankind, yeah. and then then. Mankind sells it and The Rock tastes it and he's like, That's mild sauce, you baby. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally The Rock. Yeah. What a great match. And and The Rock is that's not a bad pick, but I think we gotta go Piper. Yeah. I didn't want to I just wanted to throw him in there, but I I think
1: Piper to me Piper is like the preeminent like WWF eighties brawler. Right.
0: right? That's the guy that was there to brawl.
1: To to show his influence, really. I mean, the Dean Ambrose character. Oh yeah. I know people want to say he's Stone Cold he's all this other stuff he's, he's
0: freaking Roddy Piper like yeah, all the way more than anyone else Ambrose is is influenced by Roddy but, Piper but, he's but that's gotta a good be. thing it's a good thing you know, Roddy Piper's
1: uh, one of the all time greats to me I, I know some Character people don't wise. like him as much but I really like him like, I, I like him
0: too yeah I do uh, I yeah he he was the brawler of the WWF right. in the 80s that's mm-hmm. what he did right that's who he was exactly put him on yeah put him in alright I still think the Bruiser deserves some consideration, (laughs) Quinn. I know we're not too big on the stuff way before our time, but this guy was extremely influential in terms of character, brawling style. I mean, this really was a guy that there might not be a Stone Cold or a Sandman, who we didn't Mm. mention yet, if it wasn't for the Bruiser. Now, Sandman is another guy. Yeah, I I think before we get through...
1: Going back to what we had, we gotta get to address some of these ECW guys because mm-hmm. they were something. Who do you think was the best ECW brawler though, besides Funk? The we best. mentioned him, yeah. There, there was Funk. I really enjoy Tommy Dreamer because Tommy Dreamer could give it and he could take it as he a could. brawler. Like that's that was cool what was cool about him. That's true. What about Sandman? The Sandman, another great one. Um the Sandman, he to me introduced a lot of the the, the brawler is sloppy kind of stuff to, the, to yes. the equation.
0: And again, a lot of Bruiser influence there, to be fair. Yeah. What, speaking of Bruiser Quinn, Bruiser Brody. Uh, bruiser Brody, of course. I'm not going to jump in on his match. I'm going to be the match. And when the final bell rings, the results are going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> there might not be a Mankind without right. Bruiser Brody. Bruiser
1: Brody, definitely influential in that field. I will not take anything away from him. The problem with Bruiser Brody, and you know, we always say this, he's actually... A guilty, uh,
0: you know, thing here. I never really saw much of Bruiser Brody. That's true. I've only seen limited limited amounts of him. And Quinn and I don't like to comment too much on stuff that we don't know much about. Yeah. Because we're not experts here. But from what we know about Brody, though, I mean, he right. was hugely influential. And that's actually why I've I've, I've strayed
1: away from the Bruiser sure. in general. Because, again...
0: Yeah, we like, know his influence. We know the influence. We just don't know limited, the matches. We limited amount right. of experience. So I don't think we sh- we're qualified to put either of those guys on it, unfortunately. Right. And that's where you fans come in. Because we are doing our Mount Rushmore in Death Valley. Yeah. Because it's what we've seen. Not what other people say. Right what we've seen so let us know yours you can do that on twitter at ovp podcast you can of course email us or use that good old facebook group oh yeah i got one i got a question okay does Duggan qualify as a brawler to you he's a brawler not a, um, not one of the he's
1: rush not, he's not the kind of he's a
0: cartoony brawler to me like hogan
1: yeah Hogan's a, kind of a brawler it's not really the same okay. deal to me
0: we're talking more gritty
1: right yeah way more gritty <sighs> The ECW guys are good. I mean, they're Raven too. I was going to bring Raven up. Um, Raven is awesome. Yeah, in general, he's he's influential. You know, with his character and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But he could get in there with them. Yeah. Uh, the problem with Raven is, I love. Like Raven, like everything he does, mm-hmm. but I feel his character's not as much about brawling as it is about like mind games. Psycho- yeah, Like right. Psychology. He, yes,
0: he would definitely be like best psychology Rushmore. You know, <laughs> if that that maybe that will be one in the yeah. future. But so what are you thinking then? I mean, are we are we thinking Vader? Or are we thinking one of the ECW guys? Uh. If you're really not comfortable putting Bruiser on or Bruiser Brody, I understand it. Yeah, I get it. I feel the most comfortable with Vader, to be honest with you. He, dude, when he—not his WWF stuff so much, but his WCW, his stuff WCW so work, good. his whole mo is he would pound the crap out of you. Yeah,
1: and he's managed by another brawler. That's in the other Harley thing, race. Though,
0: but if we're gonna, if we're gonna consider Vader, shouldn't we consider Harley Race? stuff?
1: Yeah, those, I guess those are the two, right?
0: Yeah, race. Or Vader.
1: That's a hard pick, actually. It is. Those, a lot of these guys, I feel like any of them, almost in the the spirit of the sloppiness of brawling, it's yeah. almost like any of them could just be up there. It's true.
0: Now race did cut you in line. Yes. Vader never Vader never did. Yes, yeah, so, so I vote that. for Vader. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I know that Harley Race is, you know, a very respected wrestler, yeah. as he should be. I think he's more in the wrestling though. He he brought yeah. in brawling elements, but yeah. Vader is the real deal. And I have less personal experience watching Harley Race matches than I do Vader matches. Yeah, but and we've seen enough Harley Race, we know enough, we know yeah. the deal. I'm okay with Vader if we're totally if we're kind of naing or DQing Bruiser and yeah. Bruiser Brody and yeah. all that. If we're gonna we're gonna throw them out simply because we don't have enough yeah. experience. And maybe the fans can send us uh, exactly. matches or something right. on YouTube. Let us know what's good about them because we know they're good. Yeah, we're not saying they're not good. We don't so. know what's good. We know so they're good. If you guys are like, "Hey, how come you didn't pick them?" It's because it's stuff we've seen. Yeah, exactly. Not stuff you've seen. That's okay. why we want to hear from you. So yeah. I'll go. I'll go Vader. But however, let's just let's run down.
1: Is there anybody attitude era or recent you would throw in there?
0: Attitude era probably not. I mean, I wouldn't put the Rock above Vader as a brawler. Yeah, you know, and anybody in WCW that you can think of. Yeah, Nasty Knobs. I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, I'd I think of him for something else. but Finley. Uh, Finley. Now, that's Finley. one. Finley. His name is Finley, and he loves to fight.
1: <laughs> My name is Finley, and I love to fight. He was a really good brawler. He was. I mean, Regal could brawl, too. Yeah, but like, Regal he, wrestled. Yeah,
0: Regal wrestled. He wrestled. Finley was freaking stiff. Yeah. Just nasty. Yeah. He actually had some really good matches with a Regal and WCW, just stiff affairs, yeah. you know, when he was the Belfast Bruiser. Oh, yeah. fuck, Finley. Yeah, there's Finley. There's there's a couple of Japanese
1: guys. I know uh, you're not going to care, but that Ishii fella over there, he's yeah, still so wrestling. Ishi I is. really think yeah. good he's for Ishi. one of the coolest brawlers I've ever seen. A just cool just some props to Ishii. I know
0: Joe will never yeah, sign cool off guy. on Ishii, but I'm doing North American yeah. <laughs> here, Quinn. We don't do Japan around yeah, here. This I, isn't I the Dave Meltzer show. Yeah, yeah, i don't know man I'm, I'm
1: gonna i'm gonna totally go with vader yeah,
0: he's fun to watch he's wcw really, really good his wcw stuff is very fun yeah vader it is you know vader. bad news alan bad news brown before we go away here uh not fuck him not right. threatening
1: enough to, for me i i no really? I, like, I like him i like him but he he's a big goof always like also in his brawls true. like he's like whoa yeah that's like, true you know? so vader no, vader is the real deal the, to me the bully <laughs> yeah, not not the blacktop bully none of
0: that crap. oh yeah don't, vader don't name all these uh death valley contenders <laughs> yeah, okay with. all right vader <laughs> is from mount Rushmore. well donnie you'll be happy because i'll recap here we've got mick foley terry funk rowdy roddy piper and big van vader as our top four brawlers so we want to know yours we know your mileage may vary and we're fine with that yes we are so let us know reach us on the twitter at ovp podcast email us or go to the facebook group and quinn you get to start with one of the worst so my
1: first pick and you may be surprised with this one okay but i absolutely hated it okay um Hardcore version of Norman Smiley <laughs> WCW like 99, 2000 Yes, the one that would wear Like hockey Goalie gear and football jerseys yes, The pads and that stuff That whole thing Why did that bother you? Okay, it bothered me Because first of all I like Norman Smiley First, first and foremost, believe it or not, when he was in the pink tights and was like a wrestler, and he wore like wrestling shoes big and like wiggle and all that, a big wiggle, I, I thought he was fun and great. Okay. When he turned into brawly Norman Smiling, where he would use like I don't know, like pizza boxes and like just <laughs> nonsense to hit people with, yeah, that was awful. That to me, with bad brawlers, it mm-hmm. can go in one or t- or two directions. Actually, okay, you have. Just too light, like it, it doesn't make any sense what they're doing. Too comical, maybe too comical. And then there's like over the line where it's like, sure, I guess it's entertaining, but it's also like, what an asshole! Like, you're just trying to hurt somebody, like, okay. it's not wrestling
0: anymore. Okay, okay, Norman Smiley. Pull plus, you hate WCW's hardcore division in beginning, I hate
1: it a lot, but Norman. No, while not the worst to me in right. the hardcore division, I'll get to that later, but <laughs> okay. um, he indeed sticks out like a sore thumb of like, no, this isn't what it is.
0: I'm going to tell you someone, Quinn, that I never liked. Sure. Hardcore Holly. Yeah, I know you hate him. Fuck him. Yes. He sucks. How was he employed for so long? <laughs> and he was a crappy wrestler. Hollywood Bob Holly all the way yeah. through the Sparky Plug. Bob Spark Plug Holly the all o- the
1: way up through Hardcore Holly. The only hardcore thing he ever did was using King's <laughs> Candy Dish at WrestleMania 2000 and like botching that finish. Yes. <laughs>
0: and he didn't he fight like in the river with Al Snow or something? Was <laughs> yeah, there was funny. that. That was funny. All right. Uh, maybe, maybe he can't qualify. He but, might. Though, because I don't know. Yeah. The thing is he called
1: himself hardcore Holly, he but he wasn't like he wasn't like what people thought about in the hardcore. They thought about the first champion, Mick Foley, or right? big boss man or right? Something. Exactly. Even Road Dogg was Road better. Dog. Yeah, even Road Dogg <laughs> was better at like brawling. I know. Yeah, you know? I never Ever liked Bob Holly? You got another one, Quinn? Keep okay, it going. This is the one that I think will indeed make it. Okay. Maybe smiley too, but Brian Knox. Suck <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Another one from the WCW Hardcore but Division. It's not even just, okay, so WCW Hardcore version sucks, right?
0: And I said, help!
1: Let's throw out all the wrestling tonight! But yes. even like when he was the nasty boy with the armpits yeah. and all this bullshit, like he's like the definition of just doing. It's like he's tapping you or something. Yeah. Like it's not uh it's it's not
0: good. And we all can agree, I think, that Jerry Sags is no like technical saint or anything. No, but But when you're the worst one of the nasty boys, yes. Brian Knobbs, yes. that's bad. And some people I think like to think of Brian Nobbs as like he was
1: the leader or something of the nasty boys because i think he, he definitely, talks louder he talks louder or something and sags is kind of in the background yeah. but at least sags was halfway he, he was decent, okay but
0: like Knob brian knobs is awful <laughs> and he had this whole run folks in wcw as the hardcore champion like Ugh. nasty brian knobs fake ripples in the belt thing <laughs> yeah. yeah the whole you, 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 love know, that. you know how i hate that
1: yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to Brian Nobbs. Actually, I actually could say Brian Nobbs definitively belongs really? in Death Valley. Yes, he's like he exemplifies. He's like the
0: template. He's like the creator wrestler template of a bad brawler. <sighs> okay, I don't disagree. <laughs> and you know what? For season five, folks, we have brought back something by fan request for Death Valley. It is Brian Nobbs. Die! 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 there you have it there you have it's it back <laughs> yeah you know what that's fine with me I never liked him yeah. I didn't like him in the nasties he was mm-hmm. always the one that annoyed me right and in WCW as a solo like hardcore fuck awful. that get the Just hell out of here yeah all right, so that's good. We got him out of the way. Yeah. I'm going to tell you one of the worst brawlers ever. Sure. The Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Why do you say that? He sucks. I mean, <laughs> Quinn. But he's the Brooklyn he Brawler. We love sucks.
1: him. He sucks. He sucks, but we love him. I don't care. It doesn't make him good. I mean, okay, I'll say this. He never really was much of a brawler. <laughs> no, he's he terrible. just existed. He didn't live up
0: to his name at all. He but was really you, are bad. Are you just
1: saying that because it's his name? Like, was he even really a brawler or just a jobber? I know. The Brooklyn <laughs> Jobber? Yeah. (laughs)
0: like that
1: was just his name because it sounds like it you know i got a better one i got a better one okay big bully Busick. yes (laughs) he sucks now big bully Busick. again he wasn't around that long but he was so bad was he really much of a brawler i don't know he was a bully you know who was more of a brawler than him who the berserker yeah but he's okay why why are you okay with him but what? Big Bully Busick? Are you serious? Do I really have to they're answer like that the question?
0: Same thing! Hus hus versus Big Bully, really?
1: No, but I mean they're are like Are you kidding me? No, because now we're in a domain of of um brawlers <laughs> here where get it's out like of this where we're like they're more like jobbers, so it's like, <laughs> do they count? Berserker's a million times better than Big Bully Busick. You know who's a shitty brawler. Mm. And I, I think definitely he was a brawler, because I don't really remember him doing technical holds. Who? Crush. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's more of a power wrestler, Joe. though. Quinn, we got to excuse him. He was a power wrestler. Okay, fine. Bad? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But he wasn't quite a brawler, you know? Hmm. Ahmed Johnson? Or was he Power? Uh, more power. Yeah, so yeah. He, ah, I would love to count him again. <laughs> well, he did get two by forty and all sorts of yeah, nonsense. What was with that, by the way? He was yeah. like dug in two point for a while. Yeah, it was he, silly. You know who's a bad brawler? Who the
1: executioner? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like remember, remember that that whole thing with Mick Foley and fell in the pond
0: or whatever. <laughs> the pond. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> fountain. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, he was a <laughs> shitty brawler. He was actually. I don't know, Quinn. Do you got anyone else that's like, a real
1: contender here? Okay, a real contender. Yeah. I think, and this is the goes-too-far Okay. New Jack.
0: And I put up with a lot of bullshit, but it don't matter because I have established myself as the original gangster. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Infamous for the mass transit incident, of course, of 96. And, like,
1: hanging people and, like, yeah, you know what? It's all too much, and I, I know people will say, well, he's entertaining, right? But, I mean, like, I feel like he just feels dangerous. Like he's not good at his job as a right, wrestler. Right. Yeah. Like it's like no, I'm going to legitimately hurt you. That's not wrestling. Like, yeah. It, not in the same way we're like you know like Brock Lesnar or something. Right. Like yeah. You know like he hurts people. Right. And get I know we didn't mention him on the Mount Rushmore, but he's I more, don't really think he's, he's MMA. Yeah. yeah power new, MMA new age, striker. Yeah. yeah style. He, he's That's not different. really a
0: brawler. Yeah. New Jack though is a guy that I never liked be- for the reasons you said it didn't seem like he was really trying to play along right and i know you know you don't you want it to seem real of course But
1: it's like it's a step too far with new jack it's right. it's, it's like no you really want it to be real to the point of it being like disgusting
0: yeah he yeah. had some really unnecessarily violent things go on yeah. in ecw and probably other but uh, xpw and stuff like that Yeah, you know what? I never liked him. I'm okay with it. I know the Gangsters as a team was pretty good. Yeah. But New (laughs) Jack. Yeah, they were sort of good. New Jack. New Jack, Jack, though. eh. Yeah.
1: Eh. Get him out of here. I'm okay with that.
0: All right. New Jack it is. Yeah. Die, die, die. So we've got two. Yep. (sighs) All right. Where are we going with this one? There's there's a world of possibilities here. I guess you're vetoing my broken brawler suggestion. So This
1: one might be controversial. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, um. um, one man gang. He's okay. You don't. You don't think. I, okay. I don't know. He's a little he too competent. He's A little too goofy for he, me. But he was more of a fat guy power style. <laughs> I more mean, still so, no. I, he was trying. It was trying to be a brawler. I. I don't know, man. He, Hercules. No, he was yeah. another power. He was power, but the, the gang was
0: aiming for brawling. Like, I'm okay with gang. Huh. I can't put gang on there. No, gang's okay. What about the black top bully? Barry yeah, Darso. I mean, we like we like Barry Darso.
1: And, and he tried he tried it with the hole on the back of a vehicle thing. <laughs> you love bringing that up don't you <laughs> well it's a great thing but it it's is. also like it's exactly not brawling no it's not in it's truck. just stupid
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just really stupid <laughs> like that's all it is yeah I don't have a problem putting them on but I'm sure there is worse no hmm I don't know I, I'm I'm still really surprised that you're not gonna go in on me with Brooklyn brawler it's just I don't know it's it's not I don't think he's much of a
1: brawler, first of
0: all. That's why he should be on there. He's just a jobber. His name was the Brooklyn
1: Brawler, and he didn't live up to it. You know who sucked? Who? Worse. Yeah. Justin the Hawk Bradshaw. (laughs) (laughs) And we brought him up earlier. Just Bradshaw in general. Yeah, well, Justin the Hawk version, though. Like yeah, he was pretty bad. In the acolytes, they were
0: kind of okay as brawlers. Mm. Like they weren't that bad. They weren't. But Justin you're right. the hawk is like dump. He was dump. But was that long enough? If you want to go off that, you know, criteria, was mm-hmm. it really long enough to be that offensive? I guess. I guess not. I you guess know? you're right. That's I, the only thing. Yeah. I'm going back to hardcore Holly Quinn.
1: <laughs> well, hardcore Holly, he <laughs> is definitely deserving, right? I mean, he come never on. lived up to his name. No, he was supposed to be like the king of the hardcore. <laughs> sucked. He sucked. Yeah, he, he was just not. He was just a jobber with another gimmick. <laughs> and he was around way too long with that like, gimmick. Like I said, the only thing he ever did that was brawly was using the king's candy dish. Yes, like, and it. the Mississippi River thing. Yeah, but he thought he was like the best brawler ever. He's
0: an asshole. No. He sucks. He was never that good if you're okay i just want to put him in let's do it all right fine hardcore holly for number three die 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 thank you (laughs) okay you got one for me i got one might upset some of the old school
1: fans oh no abdullah the butcher. (laughs) (laughs) i mean come on dude like the fork and he's like his pants are falling off you hate his pants you hate his attire his attire is awful (laughs) and like he's slow like, he's That's very true. slow, and he yeah. when his punches don't look like they hit with any kind of authority, I know.
0: it's, again, that light tap yeah. thing going on, because some brawlers just do that, man. Yeah, you know what? I never personally liked anything I really ever saw with Abby. I know, and he's so, like, well-regarded, but, mm-hmm. like, he sucks.
1: I think he's a nice guy and in you real know, life. I got one more in the sure. same vein as Abby. Sure. Kamala.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know what? That, yeah. You're right, right? Yeah. Abdullah is not good. Kamala, fuck Kamala. I'm sorry. Enough with him. He was one of the worst things ever. He thought he was so good, too. In general.
1: Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be, he's supposed to not know any wrestling holds. So, by definition,
0: he's supposed to be a brawler. He's a brawler. He's just surviving, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's surviving to watch one of his matches in any era of him. I was glad the Undertaker got rid of him. Really? Seriously? And then he became like a face and. like try to teach him stuff all of that you know what i'm with you quinn kamala kamala we're good on him yeah he sucks kamala i'm sorry but you're in die 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 (sighs) all right no recap on this one quinn yeah enough of these guys with these bad (laughs) brawlers yeah they're awful Uh, but you know what's not awful quinn what we'll be back right after this because we are reviewing something back after this promotional consideration paid for by the following no matter where you are, with thumb rustlers, it's just like being in a rustling ring. With Hulk Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. One, two, three, pick! Wherever you are, it's like real rustling action. With Junkyard Dog, and Volvo. Thumb Rustle Anywhere with Hulk in the Iron Sheep. Well, okay, back to collide. Oh, Rustle Anywhere with Rustling Superstars, Thumb Rustlers, new from LJM. Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. When we are reviewing something... Yes, we are. Uh, We're getting back into Season 5, getting back into the group here, into our comfort zone, Uh, or uncomfortable zone. Here we go. (laughs) Now, this was requested by, let's say, uh, an old friend. Yeah, an old guy. An old guy. (laughs) An old man. An old old friend of the show requested this. And folks, what we're reviewing today is WWF Mania from June 26, 1993. (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Now, a couple of things, a little bit of a, a background here. First of all what is Mania? We haven't reviewed it yet. We've referenced it. Yes, Mania we have. <laughs> Mania was launched in January of 1993, uh, right before Monday Night Raw debuted, actually, and it was a new show. It was on the USA Network mm-hmm. at 10 a.m on Saturday mornings and it was hosted by Todd Pettengill. So it's essentially the Todd Pettengill debut was on Mania, you know? Now that was his first thing? That was his first thing okay. was Mania. And they pulled Todd Met- Pettengill in from his wonderful freaking morning show on WPLJ. <laughs> WPLJ 9 to five five here in New York. New York metro area with Scott Shannon. Horrible show, by the way. <laughs> it really was. You always crap that. What if we ever have Todd on this show? I'd, we won't. He'll crap on you because you <laughs> crap on him show and uh basically what this show was it was essentially for lack of a better way to put it a condensed one hour version of like a prime time it was basically a recap show yeah a, li- a little parts uh wild and crazy
1: kids or nickelodeon <laughs> yeah, and really. other
0: parts wrestling that's a really good way to put it yeah. one part nickelodeon the other part wrestling and in june Of 93, Quinn, specifically here on the 26th, we are just about two weeks removed from King of the Ring 93. And Quinn, you know what happened at King of the Ring and why that's kind of significant. Well, Harvey Whippleman took a picture of Hulk Hogan, and the camera
1: unfortunately exploded in his face. Unfortunately. And then he lost to Yokozuma, as he calls him.
0: (laughs) And that was the last... New appearance of Hogan on WWF television for almost nine years. Now, he would have with the company a couple of more months. He did some European tours. Allegedly. I've never <laughs> seen any of this footage. They're on YouTube, actually. Oh, it are or not. Yeah. But this was the end of the Hogan era, but it's still before the official kickoff of the Lex Express tour. And also Hogan like you said
1: is technically still in play, yeah. so he's like mentioned here as like a member of yeah. the roster. Yeah, he's
0: mentioned he's referenced like he still exists but his era is done. Hulkamania is over. Yes, it's not dead but it's over. It's over. <laughs> so with that, let's go. We actually start, you know surprisingly somewhat jarringly with a cold open with a clip of Raw. Which is weird because you think you're watching <laughs> yeah, Raw. Right. It's
1: It's not Mania, but like what? This confused thing. I thought we got the wrong tape in the (laughs)
0: mail or whatever. Yeah, in the mail. And it's a clip of the intro of Razor Amon versus 123Kid in a $10,000 match. Now, Mm -hmm. all we get is Razor's entrance. Then we get the actual Mania intro. Which is like a like kid drawing on his
1: like like his like what is the what are those binders from the back in the day Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. those Trapper Keeper, Trapper Keepers. Yes. It's like it's like there's rulers and pencils. It's like some kid was like bored during a doodle and he's like I'm going to draw Razor Ramon like doing the
0: Razor's Edge. <laughs> That's it's, what's in the intro, yeah, You're like, right? Yeah, like that crap. And there's like a whore, there's like an air whore. like Ooh! <laughs> Yeah, it's way too <laughs> time, over Time to wake up. Yeah, kids. it's like over the top and it, it,
1: it's like did this come on after say by the bell where, like Going in the <laughs> it game. did, though, because
0: wasn't Saved by
1: the Bell on at 9 in the morning? I thought Saved by the Bell was on at, like, noon in my area. In your, I was in your area. It was, I don't it know, It was part Gwen. of EITV or whatever. What? You know, on NBC, the
0: educational whatever what's educational say it was part panel. of the educational block <laughs> anyway we're hosted by toad petty poop and mm-hmm. he <laughs> says it's his show yeah it's my show well good for him because <laughs> it's something all right his hair made me very uncomfortable but quinn you said he kind of looked good yeah i would say he had a little bit
1: of slickness in his <laughs> hair uh he didn't look like his usual like poofed out Todd true like his crappy Todd Pettengill hair <laughs> <laughs>
0: he also had an odd like blue collared shirt on
1: yeah well no he had like nice dress pants on and like a. it wasn't like a like a blue collar, like that kind of. Blue no, it was collar. blue collar. Yeah, it was like just a nice blue shirt. Like yeah. he looked too principally here. Like, I don't know. He didn't, he wasn't in his usual 90s Todd like get up where he's right. like wearing like baggy
0: pants and like a big jacket. <laughs> and he looked, yeah, he looked less overtly like early 90s yeah. than usual, I guess is a good way to put it. So anyway, we clip back to Raw here and it's the kids' entrance and Todd happened to recap, you know, what this match is. Quinn, you had never seen this match. I happened to because it was on a, a tape called "Most Unusual Matches Ever" in 1994. I wouldn't say it was unusual. Well, it wasn't. The only thing unusual about it was that
1: stupid bag racer. <laughs> that Ramon came to the ring, and it yeah. looked like Joe. It looked like from like the view we got that it said a thousand dollars rather than ten thousand dollars yes. on it. You're right. And yeah. I literally asked you, like, wait, a It's thou- like what? It's not who even would, worth yeah, it. Yeah. Who, who cares? Like,
0: <laughs> who, ca- who cares? You know. <laughs> but basically, what this was is back in May on the 17th Razor Ramon was famously upset by the One Two Three kid on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. So Razor had tried to up the ante. He's like, first I'll give you $2,500 and then $5,000 and finally 10000 and the kid bit. That's where we're at. We're in Raw. It's from Poughkeepsie, New York. Great. It's a mouthful. Poughkeepsie. Yeah, I know. And we've got Vince Brain and Savage on commentary. So the kid enters with no music. This is great. Quinn, you said he teleported to the ring. So let me explain what happened happens here. They they do a close
1: up on like the entrance, like the curtain that close, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, where is he? And then it just like for whatever reason, like they just clips and he's like at ringside, almost like under the ring. He's like standing. I don't up, know what that was. And we get to see on his butt the L. Kid logo. Yeah. And like so he like literally teleported. By the way, they filmed this. Yes, it's
0: really he, weird. He did. And Earl Durrell, by the way, is Your the favorite. ref. Yeah. yeah. So Kid tries for the quick win right away with a top rope sunset flip and a quick kick. And you had a great comment to me, Quinn. Yeah, I said that I don't like this whole razor looking dopey thing. Like
1: he looks like trash. Like, listen, they're just coming off losing Hogan. They're gonna, they're, they, they have to know they're gonna lose Hogan at this right. point, right? Yeah, they're phasing so, him out anyway. We got a superstar racer. Let's go make him look like shit. Like, <laughs> we don't have a lot of people, but let's go make one of them look like shit. And speaking of that, you had a problem with his green tights. Yeah, he just looked jobbery here. I don't know why. You like, don't like him in the green? No, I just never did. I, I always like anytime he wears gold or purple. Purple's or, yeah. good, yeah, or yeah. red.
0: Red's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow though, like not gold, but like the yellow, not, not a fan. Just no. gonna say. Huh. Okay. bright yellow to each no. his own to each his own so anyway Razor then takes control with his usual and then he kills him with that rock bottom choke slam move that he does oh yeah he, I, he, love he destroys that move. him he just buries him with definitely it definitely awesome and then of course Quinn your favorite the abdominal stretch what is he Larry Zbysko <laughs> like really with this <laughs> yeah I never got why that was his go to move but the one where move. you know
1: I talked about this in the yeah. other one
0: the one where he like lifts his he leg. grabs Come the other on. leg yeah just, lifts his leg what a waste of time and like a dog taking a piss yeah you know? basically that's what it looks like <laughs> big power slam by Razor Ramon and Quinn you said to me I'm sure there's some nonsense following here you sniffed it out yeah no I was like there's no way that this ends right or like <laughs> yeah. or like." I, I was
1: hoping that th- I didn't like not know that the kid won another yeah, match because right. I had always
0: saw he didn't beat him again right so Quinn was very intrigued here yeah. but Quinn was sniffing it out so we get that suplex that Razor does from the, yep. the second rope you know that back suplex and then he throws him on the outside and the kid gets set up for the razor's edge on the cement, but you had a problem with the way razor set him up. Okay, so he, he you know, lifts the
1: mat thing, right, on mm-hmm. the outside, and he's like, I'm going to do the razor's edge, right? But he's, like, aiming for the mat. Rather the than the cement. Uh, not the cement that he just exposed. Like, could you expose the business anymore <laughs> with that? Like, you weren't even close to hitting him, and, and, you know, this gets reversed. Yes. And it's like a back body drop by the kid or whatever. Yes. But, like, razor lands... Clearly on the mat, and, yep. they're, and they're all like, Oh, they just get the blah, blah, blah. Like, they're <laughs>
0: flipping out. Like, it's terrible. Yeah, that was very, very, very poorly executed. I'll give you that. So then, after the kid backdrops out, he heads up top, and Razor's still on the outside, and then he completely misses the somersault flip. <laughs> this he looks takes, kind of funny, actually. Oh, a nasty. Yeah bump on the cement.
1: Yeah, but he kept going. I'll he kept going, yeah. but it looked nasty. Yeah, uh, he might have got concussed and just was going on instinct I for the rest there, of this. Yeah,
0: I think there might be a story that Sean Waltman's told about that. Yeah, He just face plants onto the cement. It's pretty awful. I think Razor was supposed to catch him or Kid just it didn't like. reach far enough. But anyway, back inside, Razor misses a charge to the corner. I also want to note here, Vince, Like, give him credit for getting
1: back in the ring, right? Razor literally picked him up and put him back in the ring.
0: That's true. So no credit is given. Yeah, get out of here with the credit. Kid doesn't know where he is. Yeah. So after Razor misses a charge, Kid figures, fuck it, I'll go for the moonsault again, you know, the way he won initially, but Razor kicks out. Yes, he does. Then this is some bullshit about to unfold
1: i literally said this is bullshit like (laughs) i was like this is so messed up the
0: kid runs off with the money all the way backstage into a waiting car that whisks him away into the night he's going out of the arena on the the kid. The kid just went
1: out of the arena. okay some problems here first of all I said is the kid a heel right like what the hell first of all there's a car waiting right which means he planned this out in advance right what the like what the hell like this isn't fair this is bullshit what well, how is razor the heel here right? and second of all why are they like in the hood like they, they go out they go outside and it's like broken down like buildings in the background i'm like is this in an arena or is like this in twisted a... metal yeah it looked awful i don't know I, what that was about but I it know. made it, it also made it have an air of like there's a crime being committed right. here, which, so much so yeah so much so that bobby says yeah. call the police
0: the kids got 10 grand uh, in love for the police and then we cut to Todd. Yes, this oh, this pissed me off so much. So Bobby says, call the police, right? Rightfully so. Kids stole the money. And Todd's like, ha ha, yeah, call the police. What are the cops going to do about that? And then he does like a horrible Razor <laughs> Ramon impression that you're going to hear in a second. What's he going to say to the police? Can you imagine? Hey, officer, it's the bad guy this is horse fuck
1: that i can't stand for this right because it's it's bullshit it was a crime yeah he literally committed a crime he stole money that wasn't his these guys had an arrangement they said if you win the match i will give you the money instead he didn't win the match and he stole the money and he just ran away into a waiting vehicle and
0: todd pettengill is making fun of bobby For saying, call the cops. What a setup. That is a hoax. That is a fix. And it sucks. But anyway, Todd hypes the Stars and Stripes Challenge. You know what that is? That is where superstars and athletes from all over the country are going to stand up and defend America's honor by body slamming a guy why was our honor needed to be defended from a big fat ass?
1: Like, what was he doing? Like, because he was the champion? It's that's a wor- all it is. It's a world title, so people around the world can, it's not the US yeah, title. It's, that's like, a great point. Yeah. It's a world title. What, what's wrong? Like, a, God forbid an American doesn't have a world title. Were they upset when Bret Hart had it? Did, he, did we have to defend
0: America's honor? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that whole thing was fucked from the beginning. But then, Todd one up himself by saying that he's Vince McMahon's half-brother. I'm also going to make a phone call to Vince McMahon. I just found out I'm his half-brother. What the fuck is this guy talking about? I don't know. It, it, what kind
1: of hacky joke is that? You know what bothered me about this, actually? And I didn't say it to you. What? But why is that good? Like Vince <laughs> isn't technically the owner in Kfabe? That's like, true. What it, why? Why it, was he bringing up Vince? Yeah. yeah, it sounds like he was breaking
0: kayfabe is what it sounds like to me. Hey, we talked about kayfabe last week, Quinn. Yeah. You shouldn't be breaking it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, then Todd again one-ups himself because he does an iced tea impression. He's like, this is iced Todd, and I'm going to rap later. Words to your mother,
1: iced Todd. I think Todd's really trying to compensate for the fact that um, he didn't have his nineties
0: gear on today and like <laughs> he just wants to like prove a point hey, I'm still Mr. 90s, you yeah. Know? So we cut to an edited-out commercial and we come back and we show Lex Luger's actual arm x-ray yeah, from 92. Todd
1: is looking at it in the light of like a TV or something. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: <laughs> but then we get our mania exclusive match, Quinn. It's the rocket Owen Hart versus the narcissist. Lex Luger. So that's a
1: compelling contest, is, right? a little bit. Both of them aren't like ass. It's no. not like your typical WWF match where it's just a jobber losing. But you did say Luger looked like ass. He did look like ass. His hair was a mess. Yeah. Like, and what's, okay, what's really odd about this to me, Joe, is that literally in like a week or something, yeah. like Luger's going to be a face, but he goes through this whole like entrance and everything. Oh
0: God, yeah. Yeah, you can go through it. I'll here. go through it. But we are hosted for this Mania exclusive by J.R. And Gorilla with Mike McGurk as the ring announcer. And I I can't believe that Mike McGurk's still here. And
1: she's starting to get nineties hair. I said this to you. It's like not as like blown out as right. it usually in ridiculous it's as getting she, more normal now. Yeah, it's not the Mike McGurk of the early nineties, late eighties with the like side ponytail <laughs> and like all sorts of nonsense.
0: Right. She's still got the very weird like ringleader outfit on. Yeah. But she's getting better. Definitely. Now referee Mike Kiota bugs Luger over and over again yeah. while he's posing about putting on this arm pad. Yes. Because of the elbow so, nuggets. I the elbow
1: nuggets, right? And I bring up to you why is how is this fair? And I'll explain myself here. Okay. This man has an injury. It's not like it's some weapon or something like he intentionally got like surgery to become a cyborg right so he's gonna like use it against people it's like no he had like a motorcycle accident or Mm -hmm. whatever like if he's hitting people with this i understand that they're trying to write it off that it's a weapon sure but like isn't he
0: risking getting like re-injured technically like every time luger's putting his body on the line every time right you're absolutely right was well, a funny segment though because Luger turns to CUDA and remember he's like, What is so important? Yes, he <laughs> does out loud say that. <laughs> Mike picks that up. Yeah, it's very funny. So then, of course, Mike McGurk gets on the mic and says that if Luger doesn't wear the pad, he loses or something. Yeah. I don't really get how that all works. And but I? I, fine. I
1: briefly mention this but I said this at the time I said I really must ask why the fuck should we be rooting for Luger to body Sam Yokozuna in a week that's like, a great point like
0: they're showing this because like, he showed up with a USA shirt on yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> he wasn't like a good guy or anything yeah Owen enters with his super shitty like blue coat. Yeah, and I'm like, what is this blue blazer? <laughs> like, I, I was confused because his <laughs> he literally looks like the blue blazer just without the mask. Right, he's got like the blue tights on. It's that era of yeah. Owen Hart. It's past the high energy baggy pants, he's, like in between. But it's before he started imitating Brett's attire. Mm-hmm. He's Definitely. just like all powder well, blue. His jacket is a Brett jacket, but blue. That's true, and his tights are like the Brett tights, yeah. but blue instead of the black heart. He's the blue heart. <laughs> So now as always, I must mention post nineteen ninety two Gorilla has that really high voice. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is, Jess. Yeah. Quinn, you mentioned to me, Owen always had good music. Yeah, so I start like
1: thinking about how Owen always had good music. Like so his first music was that blue blazer mm-hmm. music that good was theme. awesome. It's like doo 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 like that whole thing. That was mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Then of course he has the music he has here that he had Doom. pretty much Doom. 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 Yeah, Doom. up until Brett left. And yeah. That music's awesome. Yep. And then even like his other music that... Dun, 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 yeah, that whole thing. Owen never had bad music. No, he always had good music. Yeah, right. even when he passed away, he had the Blue Blazer music again. So
0: That's true. Yeah. So it came
1: full circle there.
0: Yeah. You know what, Quinn? We can see the ceiling of this place, which is never a good sign for the WWF. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably some armory or a high school gym (laughs) or something. I never like it when you can see like ceiling fixtures. Yeah. It's never a good sign. On the WWF, never good. So Gorilla gets all mad about how no one tries to attack Luger's arm. Thank you. Very good he point. He
1: finally, like, I couldn't believe this was said after I just, like, <laughs> ran it about it. Yeah. Like, because it is true. Like, yeah. Luger's the injured
0: one. Right. Not the other way around. Try to attack his arm. Yeah. And Owen does. He gets an arm ringer, and then Gorilla... As always, Quinn, this, I talked to you when we were watching this. Yeah. He says there's 13 heart kids. There is only 12. <laughs> there has only ever been 12. Yes. And every time Gorilla mentions the heart family, he says there's 13 of them. I don't get it. Maybe it's natty. <laughs> uh, I don't
1: know I'm in the Hart
0: family remember or
1: may- maybe that's what TJ really is they just don't tell anyone there it is he's Stu's bastard child or something eh, it's
0: wonderful yeah <laughs> Quinn you said to me this seems like a real match
1: yeah it does because again real superstars and like right. they're doing things and they're back and forth yep. and it's a, it's a thing it's, it's, a, a, it's not your typical mania
0: match no it's decent and there's more arm work and then Luger takes over with you know those yelling punches he does where he's like oh! yeah, <laughs> that yeah. weird Luger yell yeah. Owen comes back, hits this awful one-handed bulldog. Yeah, it was pretty dumpy. A, like a head shove, basically. Yeah, I hate those head It doesn't really shoves. say
1: it's like shades of something, but I, I don't remember. Shades of Brett, I think, wasn't it? Uh, did he i don't okay. remember i thought he said shades of the heart family like, or, <laughs> even worse a, yeah it wasn't yeah, good shades of Bruce. no no no. i know what it was what? it was shades of calgary stampede that's right yes what what, what the hell was yeah. did everyone use that in calgary stampede
0: i don't know big top rope cross body block by owen gets two because it's not 1983 here <laughs> yeah, <what> the <laughs> and then luger takes off the pad hits the forearm three count and gorilla Give me a break. Of course, <laughs> because Gorilla's there, he has to say it. It's just very upset yeah. so then we go back to Todd who again explains the stars and stripes challenge and Quinn you had a great point you're like what is one two three kid gonna steal this too and, yeah, and <laughs> jump off the boat like that's because he <laughs> so can't
1: use a car right yeah or like he, you see him like jump like to that like thing that goes on a boat like a yeah. like, pad or whatever it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I know what you, you imagine
0: <laughs> so then we actually do get some commercials here we get a trailer for son-in-law it's the only good Paulie Shore movie maybe I think house Party is I don't what know. he's known for. I too, think but. Encino Man is good.
1: It's, what uh, Son-in-Law is a good fun. Movie, I never though. saw it.
0: It's great. I'll. We should review that. I don't think we should. Is there any wrestlers in that? Got a very weird Twix commercial, Quinn.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is weird. Like at the very beginning of the commercial, mm-hmm. it's like a gigantic Twix bar, and like there's a scientist measuring it or something, yes. and they just go through showing Twix or whatever, like the full size kind, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And by the end, they show a big. Picture of the small, like the one that you get at like trick or treat. So it's like confusing. <laughs> it keeps getting smaller,
0: and it made you want one.
1: Yeah, it did. I, I said we should go in between doing the podcast
0: and go get a Twix bar, <sighs> and we get a commercial for HBO, a new movie every night. Well, that's true, and it's still true. And then this is very bizarre. This Quinn. is awesome. This is the weirdest commercial,
1: and you, I love it. It's important you mention this. Yes, because we get pre
0: Y. Yes, a certain person. Yes, Nancy. Kerrigan, the Olympic figure skater, is here to tell us about mortgages.
1: Why? Why? Yes.
0: So why I
1: say pre Y is because no one knew who the fuck Nancy Kerrigan right. was before that. Yes. And this kind of exemplifies that because she's she's shilling mortgages. More,
0: for like some local commercial,
1: yeah, you know? It's like she's definitely getting ready for the Olympics because they yeah. show her in her figure skating gear mm-hmm. or whatever. And yep. she's figure skating. But then there's like guys in suits figure skating. So weird. It's
0: very bizarre. Then we go back to Todd. And he's going to showcase the art of the body slam. Obviously, we got the body slam challenge Okay, this was. One yep. of the weirdest things I've seen really is yeah. So first of all, we show WrestleMania one where I guess the body slam was invented, Quinn. But there's an important point here: <clears throat> is that they they decide they have to dub over the original commentary, even though these are just like clips, right? Now I understand in in theory why. I would assume it's because WrestleMania one was announced by Gorilla and Jesse Ventura, and in 1991 or two, I believe. Jesse Ventura won some weird ass lawsuit where he was right against Vince. Yeah, I think he was right for royalties about commentary. So until like, remember until like the late two thousands yeah, until recently they were editing him out of everything. Yeah, because they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him. So we've got Gorilla Monsoon and Jr. Yes, doing the commentary. I'm not even kidding. But what's crazy is that it
1: literally was overdubbed for like a. 30 second clip that's why just it's weird and they're acting like they're there and shit yeah do you oh here that? we are Wrestlemania yeah. Yeah. JR they're acting like they're there but then there's, they do slip later and I will mention this but yeah. go ahead so Quinn you said to me WWF Mania meets Wrestlemania well it makes sense they should have Wrestlemania on the show
0: called Mania it's true two of the biggest men ever to compete in the World Wrestling Federation We get the infamous body slam or famous body slam, and then Todd says, hey, that was a successful body slam. Yeah. Then he talks about, like, John Studd's center of gravity. Yeah,
1: he starts, like, acting out, like, oh, this is how you do a body slam. He's, like, explaining it. What? Who's watching this (laughs) that doesn't know what a body slam is? But they're explaining how you do a body
0: slam. Who cares? Yeah, I know. Well, this Stars and Stripes (laughs) challenge is gonna matter, so. Then we cut to Hogan Andre from WrestleMania 3, and we've got Gorilla and JR again. Yeah, and I said, you remember when Gorilla and JR and Announced WrestleMania 3. <laughs> Ball Andre the Giant, certainly noticeable here as Gorilla Monsoon documented Andre around the 500 pound mark. it's oh, a good move there by Steamboat. Yeah. So why am I watching Hogan and Andre on Mania? Yeah. We get that failed body slam from the beginning of the match, yes, Quinn. Yes. They actually show that yes. to like prove a point later. Right.
1: Now, if you recall, they opened with this WrestleMania 3 Cup. They're like, we're here. It's the biggest crowd <laughs> ever, right? <laughs> and then like, so it clips to like another part of the match, but this is my favorite part. Yeah. And JR actively goes over and says, okay, we're here later in the match. <laughs> he says that, he but does. he's supposed to be there. I know. Like, how did they not know? Like, I how don't... did they screw that up? Because you know how ridiculous they are about, like, being sticklers for continuity? Yes. With this stuff? But they clearly, like, expose themselves. Oh, we're themselves. later
0: here in the match yeah, now. Why would you say that if you were commentating a match? <laughs> I don't know. But, see, so this is the weird thing about this clip. <laughs> they don't only show the fell body slam. For some freaking reason, we we show the part on the outside where Hogan rips up the mat on yeah. the outside and goes for a pile driver that he was never going to get. <laughs> it's the and worst thing ever. The worst back body drop I've ever seen. He like slowly rolls off Andre's back. Oh my like, god! Like when Andre back body drops him, and I love that match and everything. But that's a horrible spot. Why are they showing that? Yeah, I mean, it's not known for its wrestling or no, bowling or, or anything. Yeah, exactly. Hulk Up by Hogan. As I again question, what the hell am I why, why am I watching this on You're Mania? You're watching WrestleMania on Mania. <laughs> the body slam happened and then Andre died. Yeah, like Hogan says. Andre hurt very badly that night. You know, the clock was ticking down. He died shortly after that. So Then we cut to Hogan. Not body slamming Yoko at King of the Ring. This is where I see they're trying to make a point here. It's
1: somebody else is going to do it, Mm -hmm. and they want to set. This is like propaganda, right? Yeah, because they They want to show that Hulk, who body slammed Andre, couldn't do it to Yokozuna. He's
0: like a different animal. Yep. And Todd goes on to explain more about the center of gravity. I guess he's basically calling Yoko fat. (laughs) Yes, that's all this is. (laughs) This whole challenge is. Hey, who was strong enough to pick up a really fat guy? Yeah, basically. That's going to defend America's honor, Quinn. Well, it needs defending, apparently. There's a fat guy that's a Samoan pretending to be a Japanese guy from San Francisco. Yeah. And if you pick him up, America wins. So, if an American
1: had body slammed Bret Hart when he was the champion, was that, like, fulfilling America's
0: honor and I guess and it? Shango did that then. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. All those guys. So, anyway, we get Bill Fralick. Yeah, what? From like, WrestleMania 2. He's in this, yeah, Or Falco, as I call him, all ever since I've ever seen WrestleMania 2. And then we get a somber shot of the Intrepid to cut away to commercial. <laughs> yeah. Remember that?
1: Yeah. it was very, like, very somber. We, very somber. It's like the sun is setting. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Lifesavers Gummies are coming out, Quinn. Remember though? They were good. Was, I did like them, I and I remember that commercial just like you did. Yep. And then we get a very nineties
1: Oxy Residont. Okay, so commercial. I ask you this because I remember this from the nineties a lot. Sure. Sure. Was this a, like a big problem, like more so than usual that like we needed stridex and like Oxy. pimple cream like all the time? Yeah, like Neutrogena. Yeah, it was like really Big like advertising this back then. Yeah, was there it... more competition in the in the pimple game? And that might
0: be like... what it is. It might the pimples <laughs> might not have been so simple.
1: Yeah. I guess so. Well, then we go to an A&W Cream <laughs> Soda commercial with, like, polar bears and shit yeah, and some yeah. weird guy.
0: You said to me, Gwen, it looks like a weird 90s commercial. Yep, <laughs> it, you, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> it's like, hey, A&W Cream <laughs> Soda Polar Bears. And then, we why? Get,
1: and then we get Cheerios because, like, you know, you always yeah. forget about them. So we got to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> what? They still do that, Joe. They still do it. Nobody ever forgets Cheerios exist.
0: That's why true. Why do they even need an advertising budget? Between that and, like... Maybe cornflakes or raisin bran. Are they going out of business? Right. Like, They're the default cereals that people yeah. think of. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to ever advertise for cheerios again <laughs> yeah and i would always remember that they
1: exist yes but they would advertise for other cereals like uh frosted flakes or something with sugar on it basically Fruit loops i, ha- I don't have a problem with that because those have like competition but cheerios is fucking cheerios, it's like, cheerios. yeah you don't for oh i forgot about these <laughs> yeah they're like the default cereal <laughs>
0: right. they're like the cheap thing you get Exactly. Back to Todd, who reminds us to all watch All-American tomorrow because you've got (laughs) Bart Gunn versus Ted DiBiase. What a match. Can't wait for that one. Then we cut right back to a Lex Luger Ica Pro commercial and G.I. Joe action figure commercial and a later era 93 WWF. Hasbro Action Figures commercial. No. Very weird. Oh yeah. New WWF figures. Give you the power of Hulkamania, the knockoff Prince of Virgil. You're on the afternoon by the madness of the macho man. Collect new WWF figures now. Go separately. Dig it. Then we come back to Mania, but we're going back to challenge from last week. It is Tony Roy versus Papa Shango. and Gorilla <laughs> during Papa Shango's big smoky entrance. The smoke with the, in the skull. Yeah. Smoke and skull, quite later. Smoke letter. and skull entrance. Gorilla's like, look at the mess he's making. That's <laughs> yeah, his
1: first remark right when they come in.
0: He's making a mess. Like,
1: <laughs> Gorilla's so upset
0: about this. Just look at that mess he's making here. And then we unfortunately cut, <laughs> cut back to Todd blowing a bucket of his own smoke around yeah, out of like on, a paint bucket on who we think might be Stephanie McMahon
1: okay and we this is we say this because there's something else later yeah. but it may be her we could it might not be you don't see her face but it looks like it could have been, been, been a young her
0: we're not sure We don't, but know. we do know
1: another person we do yes
0: we go back to JR and Gorilla and JR says Todd's being very rambunctious today yeah he's, he's right wait a sec
1: pause because I didn't realize this until you just Said that. Do you mean to tell me Jr. was remarking in the arena? Yes. On Todd's yes. actions in
0: not in the arena. Yes. That's kind of awesome. They do that sometimes. Yeah. Jr. says Papa Shango's <laughs> <Sean> way. <laughs> that's a way to make his opponents ill. Yeah. Like watching him wrestle. He he wasn't good until he was the godfather. He was the IC
1: champion, so I don't think he was a slouch or anything. Gorilla talks about his credentials. Yeah. Yeah. What credentials? He interfered in a match where nobody knew who the hell he was at WrestleMania. And he like he like futzed around with like the ultimate warrior.
0: Like all that bullshit. That's his like that's his credentials. That's garbage. Uh, and after this very short, very uninspired squash, an inverted shoulder breaker gets the win. Yeah, my favorite move. It basically looks like that Jesse the body crap. Ugh, that yeah. backbreaker yeah. shit. Back to Todd, but Jr. and Bobby are in the studio and they're arguing about how the King should or shouldn't interview himself. On Why Superstars. do they care? <laughs> who cares? Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> Todd then says their (laughs) fax machine at Mania has been going crazy because people from all over are signing up for this crappy body slam thing. I gotta say, what is this, the precursor to (laughs) Livewire? Yeah, basically, (laughs) right? The faxes are going crazy! Then we go to Raw with the new tag champs finally, the Steiners, after money Inc's like Monopoly, no pun intended, (laughs) on the belts forever. Yes. We finally have the Steiners. I'm not too keen on the Steiner brothers, you know that. No, but are you keen on their opponents? It's Barry Hardy and Reno Riggins! Not like
1: Jeff Hardy. Barry some other party now reno riggins making another appearance in
0: another company yeah i know as usual quinn you have a big problem with the steinrich music it's
1: too much like school and i get that they're school (laughs) but like it's more like high school not college and i know they have the michigan thing but i just don't think it makes them seem threatening or anything like (laughs) they went to school yeah what their gimmick is they went to school i did too good for them
0: but can i get in
1: the
0: Bobby calls Rick Steiner a complete moron and then he says that them beating Money, Inc. is like the stock market crash of 29. That's a little dire, but yes, I know. it's good enough. Little Papa Dump here starts <laughs> off against Reno and it's a squash. I don't know. What do you want us to say? It's a fucking squash match. This is the time period where I don't have to ask
1: where's the macho man, by the way, he's because he's talking too much yeah. in this match. You have to ask, like, when's he going to wrestle? Right, yeah. I needed to remark on that because it's one of the most frustrating things. Yep. Like, the Macho Man's commentating in this, and it's like, all I'm like is, why the hell, What like, he can
0: wrestle, what's the problem? We just watched a Papa Shango match, yet yeah. they have Macho Man at ringside all the time. <laughs> what <laughs> the, the fuck? Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so the announcers actually mention how it was the end of Hulkamania. Sure it was, <laughs> unless you count WCW.
1: <laughs> and also, it was about damn time at, yeah, like, that's true. at the same time because when it went to WCW,
0: it, it, it wasn't very he, good. Yeah, because we always say, Quinn, that Hogan from ninety three, that was the WCW Hogan already. Right. Yes, definitely. Like that like, <laughs> yeah. Stephanie prick. He's just an asshole. Thumbs up Hogan. That's he, he's what terrible. I think. Of, yeah. Don't call the city sanita- Sanitation Department, brother. Don't go out and rent one of those double wide u hauls Just let Hulk Hogan straddle his FXR, the b- 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 bad to the bone bike, brother. A ridiculously <laughs> Fucked up Frankensteiner gets so away. I hesitate to call it a Frankensteiner. It was like Riggins jumped at Steiner's legs. This
1: was so bad. Joe was taking the notes and I saw it. I was like, that was fucking awful. Yeah. And like I'm like, you need to rewind it because you missed it. Like it was, it was that bad.
0: I have never seen it that fucked up. It was like Riggins like was diving into a pool.
1: Yeah. Reno's like li- literally took like a dive, like he he was like the Phelps guy or whoever, one of those swimmer guys. He was diving and he went hey, at first, into the mat, Steiner tried to like look like he was like touching him or something, <laughs> Like he jumps up, too, and just lands on his back. It was awful. <laughs>
0: it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was really bad. So we go back to Todd in the studio, who says, next week on Raw, Shawn Michaels defends the IC Ag- title against... Uh, Death Valley himself for brawler Kamala. Oh, my God. Imagine that match. Why would anyone want to watch it? I love Shawn Michaels, but I don't want to see him fight Kamala. No, no. And to be honest, 1993 Shawn Michaels was not interesting enough to make that good. He was interesting enough. He he couldn't carry people. 95, 96, fine. 93 anyway so we get now an interview with bill fralick telling us how he's gonna slam yoko quinn you had a big problem because he was reading he was the most reedy of them
1: all (laughs) they all were reading trust me they were but i could see bill fralick's eyes like moving with the text yes like i literally and he looks like he's high because of it because he's like looking
0: down like i'm gonna body slam yoko zona because i want to defend him yeah awful Now I look forward to slamming 550 pound Yokozuna flatten his back on the Intrepid on July 4th, and there'll be a feather in my cap. Horrible. Then Joe Morris, I don't care
1: who now that is. Now he had like sunglasses on, so you couldn't see him reading. That was a smart. They should have done that to Bell know
0: Belf-frol- Bell Frolic. Bell Frolic, whatever. Joe Morris, I guess, was on the Giants, but he calls him Yokozuma. Yokozuma, you're going down on July 4th. Of course. Well, Hulk does, so he's a good example. (laughs) And then some guy, some football player, I don't know, George Martin and his suspenders (laughs) say they're going to do it too. But then. Yes, this is good. The Macho Man. He says he's going to do it.
1: Yeah, and he's got sunglasses on, too, and I ask, can he actually see through those? Because I never really thought about it till I now. I don't know. Yeah, but seeing all these guys read the cue cards yeah. it made me think about it. But
0: then he takes them off, and he's like, serious. Yeah, he's like, I took the glasses off And here. he's definitely not reading. He makes this matter. Yeah. So then we get a commercial for, we can't tell because <laughs> it's so fucked up in 90s, remember? It's yeah, like it's a dancing a, figure. Know, twisty people. <clears throat> they look like napkins. We have no idea what it is. It turns out it's for Bubblicious Mondo. The Mondo. Yeah, Mondo. And then we get a combos commercial. (laughs) This is good. (laughs) With who we think might be Lorenzo Music, who was the voice of Garfield on Garfield of Friends. That was Quinn caught that. Cheddar pretzel combos. See why combos taste better?
1: combos you know whatever you know but and they're also putting this like disgusting like nacho cheese into it that it looks like something i would never want to eat well quinn for the record folks i hate
0: combos i'll tell you that does much. not like melted yellow cheese for some reason i hate it mozzarella on pizza fine yeah melted yellow cheese it's just big problem
1: it just looks terrible like, I, I it looks bad wait and it, quinn it has a weird taste to it cheese
0: steaks no that's not yellow what are you talking about? There's yellow cheese on cheesesteaks. No, there isn't. You don't know what you're talking about. No, oh, it's always white cheese on cheesesteaks. It's steaks. not supposed to be. It's Cheese Whiz. That's a real cheesesteak. Well, that's disgusting, and I don't okay. eat those kind of cheesesteaks. Quinn, do you want to see? Uh, do you want to, you want to buy Ozzy Live? Because you can. DHS, uh, Laserdisc, CD, cassette? I was
1: su- just surprised it wasn't Oz Fest, because that was the <laughs> prevailing like
0: 90s ad for Ozzy. I know. And then we get some steroids commercial or something. Remember that? Yeah, from GNC? Ammonium AD 1000. I don't know. <laughs> And then another freaking A&W cream soda commercial. So A&W really is spending the, the dollars this Yeah, week. they really want people to know they have cream soda. It's like a different one, too. I know! Was like there's two. How is there two? <laughs> I don't know, but we cut back to Mania. Ice Todd is rapping with... Okay, here we go. ...George or Adam, one of them. Yeah, I can not yeah, remember. Know, remember those guys who were waiting for the Royal Rumble <laughs> for like a half a year or whatever? It's the one that's not the redhead. The yeah. dark-haired, longer-haired yeah. guy. And Shane McMahon.
1: Yes, very much Shane McMahon. And this isn't the first cameo. I know Shane was like a ref who broke yep, up something yep. at WrestleMania 8. He was also a ref in 89 and yeah. 90 sometimes. So I, but it's just funny to see him as just screwing around with Todd. Yeah. And this is what leads me to believe that Stephanie was there hmm Was that maybe they were both in the office that day right. with their dad or something.
0: Oh, why don't you be on the
1: show? Ha, yeah, ha,
0: ha. exactly. Then we have to, unfortunately, cut to the real men on a mission, rapping horribly <laughs> with a green screen behind of, like, them. like, the hood, I guess. Of As, the hood. And this gets referred to, by the way, later. Which is very funny. Back to Todd, he says David Letterman wants him on his new show. I don't think that ever happened or would ever happen. Or should have ever happened. Just no. We cut now to superstars. Mm-hmm. And Adam Baum with Johnny Polo, very early in the Adam Baum (laughs) career before he went to Whippleman. Yes. With Jerry Seavy and his white like Hanes t shirt. (laughs) It's like the worst
1: attire ever. So this guy, he has like neon green tights, white boots, and a Hanes shirt like tucked into the neon. But it's clearly like tucking his fat in, because you can see his like belly protruding out from the side and during this because we have Vince King and Savage on commentary they right. come back and King has to remark on like the hood or whatever right, in the back. Yeah. it's like look at their neighborhood it's
0: awful like and it's like it was a green screen yeah, so like it was what very the funny. hell oh their neighborhood stinks yeah so King says Adam Bomb is going straight to the top Quinn well that's not true <laughs> He went straight nowhere. He went straight to WCW. (laughs) Polo cackles on the outside. He has like a horn or something. And CV gets some offense for a second, which of course offends Quinn. Well, there shouldn't that just shouldn't be. But it was it was short enough that it was not offensive. So King (laughs) asked asks a question that I've always wondered, Quinn. Yes. He asked Vince, what is Man on a Mission's mission? and Vince says it's to clean up the carnage <laughs> yeah and that's actually also where King refers
1: to the neighborhood again yeah he says they should be cleaning up their neighborhood did you see that yeah,
0: like, yeah. and then he calls Macho Man the Macho Booger <laughs> yeah.
1: which is so funny because they ask so they ask King about like his house and where it would be yes. and then and then like Vince like cuts him off and it's like yeah yeah the palace or whatever and then he remarks about how he's not going to tell Macho Booger and Macho convince about Booger. it yeah
0: <laughs> so Bomb gets the win with the Adam Smasher, which is a power bomb. Jerry Sewer over here <laughs> just got bombed. <laughs> Jerry Sewer. Then we get a Fleer Ultra baseball card commercial. It's high quality, you know, baseball cards. You can yeah. get George Brett. Yeah, some Ga- real players here. Gary Sheffield. Barry Bonds rookie card. Yeah, good players. Good <laughs> players. Good, good players. Then... As if regular Cheerios <laughs> yeah. earlier wasn't enough, Quinn, we get multi-grain Cheerios. Now, this
1: needed to be advertised, because yes. I will say, they were new back then, and Right? it talks about how like the kids found them, and they like them better
0: than me. Some weird guy. Then we get a Rustoleum paint commercial. Thrilling. Yeah, really. And then, Black Ice is on USA today at 3, Quinn. Yeah, yeah that looks like a softcore yeah, porn. I'm watching that. Yeah. And then a Star Wars promo, I guess, because USA is going to run Star yeah. Wars. Then some other weird show called Eden. Uh, yeah, again, more soft core porn yeah. everything on
1: usa back then like silk stockings yes. like all this crap it's all just on like late at night and it's supposed to like hey kids don't tell your parents yeah this don't, is coming on next Femme nikita if you know you just, all that crap if you just stay on for a couple more minutes <laughs> uh, you're gonna get to see
0: something you can't see yeah almost a boob it's like fake skin a max <laughs> yeah really we get a body slam challenge promo the point quinn he's, he's fat, fat. There you go. <laughs> the pride of America is at stake, though, Quinn. Come on. Yep. As we said, it isn't at no, all. No, it's really not. But you know what is good? We cut to the, the classic Randy Savage Slim Jim commercial, you know, where he's like, chips? No! <laughs> yeah. B- <laughs> beef <and> spice. <laughs> you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then, I was so disappointed like I always say that that didn't really do that I know and then Royal Rumble Quinn is on Super Nintendo it's a good game good game I would say it's better than raw but I wouldn't I like yeah, raw better uh, but I disagree to each his own back to Todd and Jr. and Bobby are back in the studio arguing again Bobby's got like chocolate all on his face <laughs> it's, <really fun. laughs> it's pretty good just inexplicably yeah. he just has like a big ring <laughs> yeah. of chocolate yes. around his and mouth. this is
1: great Todd gives um, them like or no, Todd receives yes. a fuck Jerry plate from Bobby the Brain And what we mean by that is, you know, that like Instagram account yeah. fuck Jerry. You know, the cup with the, with cup. the cup logo. Bobby gives swirl. him a fuck Jerry plate. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know there was a fuck Jerry plate. Me neither. Yeah, that's got, amazing.
0: Got like soy sauce on it. Yeah, and stuff, he gives him all crap. these plastic forks and knives. Yeah. And that's it. Roll credits. Yeah. That was it. Now, Quinn, I know, as most of our listeners probably do as well, you are not a fan of 1993. Yes. WWF. Now I will say this. I
1: think the shenanigans in the studio, and some of the commentary made up for a lot of the real junk in this, because it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And too much stars and stripes on the boat yeah, stuff. Yeah, It's that- like, it's it's one thing to hype it up. It's another thing to have, like, 14 ads for it. <laughs> like, it was like, there was less wrestling than there was ads. There was a whole body slam segment. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous.
0: Very ham-fisted. Obviously, they were spotlighting Luger because they knew... Well, apparently yeah, we're they gonna didn't him.
1: because they showed him as a heel in the in the middle of the show. Well, he hadn't turned face There's yet. There's conflicting messages here. I know they I... can't tell us Luger is like right. going to turn face, right? But they're going to show him
0: as. Why did they just opt not to show him? I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to remind you he existed, like Cheerios. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Overall, though, Quinn, yeah, I would I would agree with you that it wasn't good. Mm. It wasn't bad though, right? No, it, I mean well, I'll, I'll say this: it was
1: entertaining. But so, it wasn't bad.
0: So something from 93 you, you're you actually okay with. It wasn't as bad as that Superstar from 94. Nothing syndicated WWF-wise really has been. I mean, Action Zone 95 was really bad, too. Yeah, that was pretty poor. This was better than both of them, but then again, they hadn't quite settled into their crap. They yet. hadn't sailed into
1: the shit. <laughs> The, the, somebody had said Bon Voyage over at like the beginning
0: of the year, but they were like, they weren't like. They didn't in, go to port yet. <laughs> yeah, they weren't in the weeds yet. They, exactly. They weren't in the weeds yet. But overall, yeah, it was okay. Folks, we want to hear your suggestions for future things to review. Actually, in fact, we would hear any suggestions you might have, whether it's a Rushmore Death Valley or maybe you want to know why they bothered with something. Yeah. Let us know. You can reach us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. .com and of course Quinn there is the Facebook group. Yeah, just go on facebook.com, search for us yep. and hit join. Hit join and of course leave those reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Subscribe away folks until next time. Thank you so much for joining us for our season 5 opener episode number 41. We will be back next week for the last day of July, Quinn. Oh, wow. Summer is flying on by. cliffhanger of July. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week, folks. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. We will see you next week. See ya. Listen up. Three cool guys called men on a mission. They slam you, they jam you, in every position. They jump into action when they hear the bell ring. And that's when Maple does his thing. Oscar and Mo, they help out. Predict then victory in every bout. Ice Todd knows the deal, and you better be wishing you don't run into men on a mission. Stop, stop.